0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast- myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Mythology Explained. In today's video we're going to be discussing Isis. Of all the ancient Egyptian goddesses, Isis's cult was the most widespread and the longest lasting. Such was her popularity that it far exceeded the boundaries of the Egyptian empire. She was revered by both Greeks and Romans, and her influence reached all the way to Britain, where there are, purportedly, bridges adorned with her image along the river Thames. At her height during the Greco-Roman times, her popularity transcended borders, gained an international following, and later even rivalled the popularity of the burgeoning Christian religion. Interestingly, Isis was the goddess's ancient Greek name, a fact that lends credence to Isis having such widespread appeal. Her traditional ancient Egyptian name was Aset or Eset. Isis was a goddess of impeccable pedigree. Geb and Nut, meaning earth and sky, respectively, begot four children- Osiris, Set, Isis, and Nephthys. These four formed two incestuous relationships, with Isis being Osiris' consort and Nephthys being Set's consort. The idea of brother marrying sister was deeply ingrained in ancient Egypt, for it was standard practice for pharaohs to marry their own cousins, nieces, and sisters. Along with Osiris, Isis was said to have civilized Egypt, imparting much knowledge and teaching many skills. Among these were agriculture, healing practices and medicine, and several core social structures, such as the institution of marriage. Isis was usually depicted as a beautiful woman garbed in a sheath dress. Surmounting so a head was either the hieroglyphic symbol that denoted the throne or a rack of bull's horns with a golden sun between them. Isis played an immensely important role in the succession myth, which, in a nutshell, is the murder of Osiris, the resurrection of Osiris, and the ensuing decades-long struggle between Set and Horus for the crown. Here are her most important moments. After Osiris was murdered and dismembered by Set, Osiris's jealous younger brother. Osiris's hacked-to-pieces body is scattered to the four corners of Egypt. Eventually, Isis and her sister Nephthys recovered every piece and reconstituted the body. That is, every piece was found except for the penis, which was tossed into the Nile, eaten by fish and had to be fashioned anew by Isis with magic. Isis used her magic in concert with the arts of Anubis, who performed the first ever mummification, and so Osiris was resurrected but his time on earth was fleeting. He was brought back for just enough time to impregnate Isis with a son, Horus. Isis went into hiding and birthed Horus in secret, for if Set were to have found out she was pregnant with a legitimate heir, he would have forced a miscarriage. After Horus grew up a bit, Isis brought him before the divine council and presented him to the other gods as the rightful king. From here, what is entailed in the rest of the myth is 80 years of struggle and strife in which Horus and Set both vie for the throne. This protracted contest is chock-full of instances in which Isis endeavours to place Horus on the throne with the use of her magical arts. Her most notable contributions are- Coming to Set in the guise of a beautiful woman so as to manipulate him into making himself a hypocrite, accidentally impaling Horus with a harpoon while Set and Horus thrashing about in the Nile transformed as hippos, showing sympathy to Set and having her head chopped off by Horace for interpreting her compassion as betrayal, and finally, tricking Set into eating Horace's semen by putting it on Set's favourite lettuce plants. To sum it up, Isis was the epitome of mettlesome. Sometimes her interventions were to Horace's profit, and sometimes they went awry, but in the end, Horace wins out and is made king. Because Horace was representative of the living pharaoh, Isis was perceived as a surrogate mother for the pharaoh, and, thus, as a bridge between the royal family and the divine. Isis's motherly quality blanketed the whole population. She was seen as a stalwart protector of children, and her name was invoked when curing the sick, particularly when treating childhood ailments. She was the matron of many domestic arts and was credited with teaching Egyptian women how to weave, bake, brew beer, and much more. She was also the paragon of motherhood, to which all women of that time aspired. Isis possessed an unparalleled mastery of the magical arts, she used her abilities on many occasions, and one of the best known instances transpired when Isis happened upon Ra, the sun god, while he was sleeping. Ra's jaw was slack and there was drool dangling from the corner of his mouth. Quick as a mongoose, Isis snatched up Ra's saliva when it dripped to the ground. She mixed it with clay and put life into it, moulding a venomous snake. Having observed Ra's daily routine, she placed the snake on a path he frequented, and later the snake struck his foot as he walked by. The bite put a sickness in Ra that none of the other gods could cure. Knowing her advantage, having contrived the whole ordeal, Isis used her leverage and extorted Ra, saying that she would cure him but only if he divulged his true name. At first Ra refused, and he refused many times thereafter, but eventually the time came when he could no longer endure the pain and he succumbed to his suffering. Ra capitulated to Isis's demands, but he insisted on a single caveat before he gave away his secret- that she only share his true name with her son, Horus. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember- do not assess a man who has nothing, and thus falsify your pen.